Thank you. And if you don't know me, I doubt that. I'm from North Phoenix. My name is Sonny Sazanoff. And uh, let's uh, have a word of prayer. Lord, we come before you as beggars, and I'm the number one beggar, waiting for the crumbs of the master's table to fall, that I can be fed. Lord, but we pray that the zeal and the passion that I have for your word and for you, that it can rub off on these young men, Lord, to find a direction and sense of purpose where they're going and who they are. In Christ's name, amen. Now, the reason why I took this thing, it's a topic that I absolutely love. If you're aware of the fact is this, there's only 2% of the population of the world, roughly about a 1 million people, they control 98 to 99% of the people, it's 7 billion people. 90% of those people, 99% of those people, or 98% of the people, are sheep following 1% of the people, of leaders. Why is that? Have you ever thought about that? I'm going to go through history and give you some of the names that you probably are familiar. If you're not, then uh, you have failed to learn anything in history classes. One of the, uh, the I want to go, I'm going to be talking very fast. I would ask you, get a pencil and paper because you can't keep up with my mouth. You can't keep up with my brain. Get a pencil, paper, there are going to be points, very important points you want to jot down. It would give you a map and outline how to go to a certain place. What's all that said and done is this. One of the top leaders in the world, now, I'm not talking about Christian people, I'm not talking about good people or good leaders or bad leaders. I'm talking about they were really leaders. One of my favorite all-time leaders of all time is uh, a non-Christian leader is Alexander the Great. I was born in that area, that part of town, I mean, uh, country in Macedonia. And Alexander was 33 years old when he conquered the whole world. When he did not have any more lands to conquer, he was crying and complaining. He said, I have nothing else to do in my life. How many of you can say that? 33 years old and conquered the whole world. Other leaders that I really admire and I seen throughout the history of uh, mankind were the, the, the Caesars of Rome. Uh, Nebuchadnezzar, Darius, King Darius, Napoleon Bonaparte, that he conquered the whole known world till he came to Russia, and you know the, the rest of the story of that. He did not succeed, and he failed that miserably. Hitler was another one. He had charisma. That he got a handful of people that were called the SS Black Shirts that in 1930, actually 23, he started. By 1939, when, uh, September 1, when the world started, World War II started, he had the whole German population in his pocket and we know the history of uh, mankind what Hitler had brought over 100 million people were killed in the destruction and devastation of Hiroshima Nagasaki in Japan and in Pearl Harbor here in America so uh, charisma of one man one man how many of you have or dream big 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 dreams okay good I'll take you to some of the big leaders in the in about biblical sense Moses, Abraham, Moses, Joshua, Samuel, David, Gideon, and uh, the Apostle Paul, Peter, Timothy, Titus. But the greatest of all was who? Jesus Christ. Excellent point. Now, see, everybody can be a leader. How bad do you want it? But people say, you know, well, we're girls. We're, we're Yeah. You can be a sister, and you can be a woman, and you can be a great leader and a great com contribution. See, so, uh, the, the quality of a good leader, and it, it reflects in the standards they set for themselves. You live in a generation, and I'm saying this in love. I got kids here. They're my own children. 
mediocrity is the thing that's going to kill you. Pathetic mediocrity. All of you settle for anything and everything except the best thing. See, people settle, a, a person settles for something good, but a great leader settles for something tremendous and great. Big difference. What kind of standards do you set for yourselves? I will quickly jump through this thing. Two examples of the Bible that were great leaders. I'm going to use a, a girl, and I'm going to use a boy. The boy was David. When King David, being a shepherd boy, he was the youngest of the 10 children, or 12 children. Uh, when Samuel went to, to look, and, and uh, the father of Samuel brought the choices and the chiefest, the oldest boys, the ruddy boys, the strong boys, and everything else, Samuel said, no. Nah. And finally, at the end of the thing, he says, do you have any more kids? He says, oh, he's a scrawny little guy. He's with the sheep somewhere. We don't even know where the guy is probably hanging with some, uh, some thorns out there. No, no, he says, go bring the boy. When man saw David as a little boy, as a shepherd boy, what did God see in David? He saw a king. You understand that? When they were sitting on a, on a raid, if you think some of you boys are six foot six, I've worked with the Phoenix Suns. I've, I've adjusted people to seven one as a chiropractor. I know what tall is. Goliath was nine feet eight, some people says, to ten foot six. He can go and have his head right next to the rim. He didn't even have to dunk. He can pull the bar down, put the ball in. What am I saying? When David came, everybody was scared. And he says, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? He says that he should make fun of the armies of God. So David says, I will go, I will fight. Because he comes in the arm of flesh, but I come in the name of the Lord. He says, I'm going to go and bring this Philistine down. It takes guts. A little boy, five little stones, slingshot. We know the rest of the story. David took his head and he gave it, he brought it in his tent. Another example of leadership, Queen Esther. That's a very dear name to me because my wife's name is Esther also. Esther was, had an uncle, his name was Mordecai. And Esther was a woman of beauty that never was seen before. For the king to select you is, uh, to be a spouse, you had to be of immense beauty and so on and so forth. And Esther became a queen. But Mordecai said, Esther, four, chapter 4, verse 11, he said, he says, remember this, you, if you don't intercede, Haman, the wicked Haman, made a big proposition that to destroy the entire Jews of, of that area. And that kingdom was so humongous and so vast that you have no idea how big that thing was. But long story short, Esther says, if I perish, I perish. Fast for me, pray for me, in three days I will go and see the king. She went to the king. And guess what? Haman was hanging on the gallows that he had prepared for Mordecai. Very important. You have a tremendous opportunity to change the course of history. You can be whatever you want to be. I came here when I was 20, turned 21 years old with $25 in my, in my pocket. I had no mother. I had no father. I had no apostolic church. I had no family. I had nothing. I had a wheel of steel that I said, I will do it if it kills me. And about killed me many a times. But you know what? It is possible to do it. How bad do you want the things that you really want to be a leader and have leadership quality and, and to possess that kind of quality and leadership?
You also can relate. It's so important that you can relate to your peers more than I can. Because you know the language, you know the whole impact, your culture, subculture, whatever culture you have, X generation, G generation, Z generation, Y generation, it doesn't matter. You know each other and you can relate. You're going through the same struggles, you go through the same problems. You think, what's the big deal about that? The big deal is that you as an individual in your lifetime will have an effect on 10,000 people that you meet. 10,000 people that you meet. And what would you do with the 10,000 people that you have met? And I'm going to try to bring this to your, to your attention that I'm going very fast because time is, they're, they're killing me with this time stuff. But you can make a difference and change the course of history if only purpose in your heart that you want that. Nobody else can do it. Now, what did Jesus do when he was 12 years old? He was lost for three days. You know the story? He went into the temple and he was reasoning with the Pharisees and the scribes. And his mother comes along, Mary, and, 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 and Joseph says, Son, don't you know that I and your father have been looking for you? Jesus says, Who is my mother? Who is my father? Not to be disrespectful, but he said, I came here to do the will of my father. Jesus was preparing the way at age 12. He didn't wait. We'll get to that more. You want to put this thing. Uh, it's a little formula. Enthusiasm plus idealism plus focus plus energy equals success. It's sad to see people pathetically no passion. See, many times I go and when I talk to my patients, I just a couple of days ago it happened, and the, the wives of these Mexican patients, they thought I was always mad because I speak with passion. And, and you know, he says, is he always mad at me? And it's kind of hard because of the language barrier. Passion. When you speak, do you speak with authority? Do you speak? There was an example that I just heard from um, Don. What was his name? Davis. Well, there's, he went to three, three surgeons. The two surgeons didn't know what they were doing. They ruined his knee. The third surgeon says, I can fix it. I can do A, B, and C. He fixed it. Boom. Confidence. But you've got to know what you're doing. And I'm going to read some quotes from this book because there's no way I could do it any other way. See, a caring leader, if you want to be a really leader, is it teaches people what they need to know. Depends on good relationships. Makes others excited about what they do. Thinks about, he thinks about the group or the team. It's a team effort. And he steps in. And guess what? He wants to fix it. Wants to help out. Practice makes perfect. In order to have a rehab in a body that's been injured due to hyperflexion, hyperextension injuries in the, in the human body, or a car accident, what we call it, is you've got to have a repeat muscle memory. In order to be a bodybuilder, a repeat muscle memory. In, er, in order to be a, a, a martial art artist, muscle memory, people work out six, eight, ten hours to be good. Olympians, people that uh, join in Olympic Games, eight, ten hours. How many of you spend any, that, that, any amount of time with the Word of God? And I'm going to teach you what leadership and true leadership is, is being a leader of Jesus Christ and his, and his uh, majesty. Moving right along. I'm flying, boys. One of the very important, important factors in this, this deal is, put down this on your paper, integrity. Daniel had integrity. 
Daniel 1 said, Daniel, when he went to the king when they were taken, he purposed in, your, in his heart that he will not defile himself with the king's meat. Do you people have an exit strategy if you want to... How many of you, I want to ask you point blank, blunt. How many of you are serious giving your life instead of sitting, sitting and wasting your life away like rotten apples in a, in, a, in a basket case? How many of you are serious about giving your hearts to the Lord Jesus Christ? Raise your hand. That, you that don't know the Lord. Raise your... No, no, no. You that don't know the Lord. Are you serious about making your heart and life right with God? Are you? See, your dad might not talk to you like that, but you know, I'm not your dad. Integrity. Let me just share a few of these verses. I mean, things what they're saying. People with integrity, it says here, have nothing to hide and nothing to fear. See, they're not of, afraid of others to know what they believe in. And they use their morals and values to, get a, a, to be a good example. How many of you compromise? You go and date because everybody in your, in your little high school dates. You think, what do you know about dating? Hey, you don't have time. You want me to tell you about that some other time, some other place. How many of you compromise a joint? They, sh they shove it in your mouth and say, here, in the car. You look at me dumbfounded, but you know what I'm talking about. How many of you are hoping and praying that you're not going to be forced into premarital sex? How many of you, you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking to your hearts now. See, not the intellect, but heart to heart. Right there, I'm touching the heart. I'm palpitating the heart right now. Do you have an exit strategy? Do you have an exit plan? What are you going to do? Have you purpose in your heart? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the three leaders, he says, we know that our God is able to deliver us, but whether he delivers us or not, he says, we will not bow to the golden image and we will not serve your God and God's will be done. How many of you have a spine like that to say, I will not defile my mouth with drugs. I will not defile myself with alcohol. And alcohol is the number one drug in the United States of America. It's killing you. And I, I feel very strong, very hateful. I used to be a bouncer in my uncle's bars before I became a born-again Christian. I was a kickboxer for many years. I've seen things what alcohol does to people. People would wait outside a woman for $20. Her husband would spend $650 a night on booze. And many of you are afflicted. If you can't pass the day without alcohol in your mouth, you are addicted. You're addicted. You can call it, you can stop anytime you want, you can call whatever you want to do. You are, you are an alcohol addicted person. And guess what? You know what in Alcohol Anonymous, what they say? Once an alcoholic, Stay from that because it, it destroys your brains. You don't want me to get a medical aspect of THC, what, what pot does to your brains. Ecstasy now, the big thing, the rave, the thing that people are taking. A guy just took that thing last Saturday, and he says within two hours, his brain swallowed three sides of the time, the amount of his brain. They had to open his, his, his skull to get the brain uh, relieved, some of the cerebrospinal fluid, and the guy died in agony because of ecstasy, the drug. People snuff glue. They do all kinds of stupid things they don't have. 
there's a vacuum in your hearts. In that vacuum, nobody can fill but Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. And you don't need to be repenting for 20 years. Some of you have known you for five years at Pine Valley. I've seen you all across. I'm working on it. That's why you're fall. You can keep on working until doomsday, and it's not going to happen. Let the Lord do it for you. Integrity. Second component of a leadership, good leader, is it's called trust. In order for a leader to have authority to lead, he or she must have the trust of the people. To be a good leader, <clears throat> you have to be trusted. Trust is very important in business. If patients don't trust me, they don't come. If I don't have a good trust with my, with my wife, I won't have a good marriage. Trust is of utmost importance. And how do you build trust? You build trust by having a benchmark that you go on. And that benchmark is the Lord Jesus Christ. Third one is authenticity, to be authentic. There's nothing more than I hate. My wife can tell you, my sons. I hate fake plastic people. I don't mean I hate them. I, I mean they're, they're plastic. In America, there's so many wannabes. And when a people goes and flashes their car in front of you, they know they're wannabe. I know people that own factories. I know people that are worth a quarter of a billion Dollars. That's 250 million and more dollars, rich people. If you see them, you will never know who these people are. The people that got it don't have to flaunt it. Arnold Schwarzenegger never, I met Arnie twice in Franco. Arnold Schwarzenegger never walked like this. Who walks like that? Wannabes. Did somebody say, hey, have you been working out? Sure. Your arm has gone from nine, nine inches to 11 inches. It ain't bad. Six years of work. It went over your head, you know. <laughs> changes. Change. What's the change? Change. We are so afraid in this apostolic Christian church of changes. We're afraid. We're people of creatures of, you know, habits. And we don't want to change. Listen, you have to change. But never change the standard of the word of God. If you know the word of God in Psalm 119, 11, it says, Joseph, he says, thy word have I what? They might not what? Sin against whom? God. Joseph fleed from Potiphar's wife. Imagine a young man. He's in a position. He's in a position to be in that thing. He was in a position to, to commit this lewd act of adultery against this beautiful woman that had nothing better to do than to milk herself and to bathe herself in donkey's milk and honey and, and saw these, the, the, the Egyptians at the time they did for purification and for beauty. And so on and so forth. But you know what Joseph said to her? What? How can I do this wickedness, this sin against whom? Against my God. And he, what did he do? He ran. Two years he spent in jail. Joseph was exalted, was a second man in command. After God says, let my son go. I want my boy now to rule and dictate to Egypt. How many of you want to be Joseph's? Raise your hands. How many of you want to be Esther's? Raise your hands. Why are you cowering? Why are you hiding in the pretense and the clock of, the, of your little religious going to camp and you're living a life of, of just complete mockery of God? And I tell you one thing. Do not make mockery of God and of sin. And read Galatians chapter 6. God does not like to be mocked at. 
There was a boy that made a comment one time, a stupid comment about, he said, can God make a stone so big that he can't even uh, pick it up himself? A few days later, he was painting his barn. He fell off of it. He's a vegetable today. He doesn't know who he is. Don't make, make uh, fun and mockery of God. Authenticity. Let me tell you. See, the saying goes like this. Don't look, you might see. Don't listen, you might hear. Don't think, you might learn. Don't decide, you might be wrong. Don't walk, you might stumble. Don't run, you might fall. Don't live, you might die. Don't change, you might grow. <laughs> if we don't do any of these things, we might as well die. What's the purpose and the reason of, of living a life? The most beautiful thing is, Jesus never forced his leadership position to his 12. John 1, he went through, as he was going through, he said, he saw Nathaniel under that, that, that tree, and he says, he says, an Israelite, Israelite indeed, without any guile. And Nathaniel said, how do you know who I was? Matthew was a tax collector. He says, leave everything alone. Follow me. People flock. Peter, he says, Peter, whom man say that I am? They said, so-and-so, so-and-so. He said, but whom do, whom do you say that I am? He says, thou art the Christ, the living, the son of the living God. He says, you are the then Cephas. You are called Paul, I mean, uh, the rock. So Jesus is the greatest example of leadership position that, that he had without ever wavering, without ever compromising his, his, his convictions and his trust and his, his beliefs. How many of you have relatives and families, they always are the naysayers. They always shoot you down. Do you have parents like that? You're scared to death to raise your little hands, aren't you? Oliver, Mike, that's, tell, I'll have a talk with your daddy. I know him very good. <laughs> I'll take care of that boy. See, I want you to write this down, please. Put this down. All true leaders say no to the good in order to say yes to the best. I thank God when I worked in UPS, I was making $11.52. And my family told me, my aunt says, don't go. He says, you make good money, $22,000 a year. Don't go to be a doctor. No, no, no. No, no, you don't go. You stay at UPS. I thank God I didn't. I think I'm a doctor. I mean, look at the lives that affected thousands and thousands. The financial rewards are unbelievable. The sky is the limit. The sky is the limit. Literally, the sky is the limit. I thank God I didn't say yes to the women that I knew and dated until I met my wonderful wife. I thank God 
See, because of the grace of God, of course, it says all true leaders say no to good in order to say yes to the best. Now listen to this saying, I think I can. I think I could. I think I may. I think I should. I think I might. I think I will. I think I better think more still. The president of my school used to say, man thinks, 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 and never gets anything done. God thought in six days and created the whole world. And I say amen. Okay. Self-discipline, another brilliant important factor is self-discipline. How many of you have been involved in any kind of sports that you really do or have done? I'm not talking about getting a ball and kicking a ball once a year and you call yourself a soccer player or basketball player. How many of you have been disciplined in a particular sport or have done, I mean, sports for long, I mean, long, long time? Good. How many of you, when you get married and have four kids and, and businesses to run, will you do the same thing? We hope. That's called self-discipline. Self-discipline. If you have no self-discipline yourself, you can never discipline anybody else. See, when you speak of health, you've got to look healthy. When you speak of anything, you speak with authority as a doctor, as a lawyer, whatever, they need to see, be able to see that in you. And see, without self-discipline, you have nothing. Have you disciplined yourself to spend... How many have you have gone through the Bible, through the Bible, once, from A to Z? Wow. Nobody. Have you gone? One person. I want to challenge two people. Two people among others. Uh, I want to challenge you seriously in all sincerity that it's very important to discipline yourself to know the Word of God and study the Word of God and apply the Word of God and do God's Word and God's will through knowing His revealed will will be through His Word. Every time you have a doubt, don't do it. Wait. When God says wait, He means wait. Exactly what He means. Another thing is responsibility. Responsibility is everybody is, is, is you know, it's their fault, but, but except your fault. It's never, it's never, ever, somebody else's fault. I mean, your fault. It's always somebody else. Have you ever met people like that? They always blame somebody else. Always blaming. Instead of taking the bull by the horns, say, I failed. I blew it. How many of you always blame everybody? Oh, when you were a little kid, you got spanked. You should have gotten spanked worse. That's why you're a wild hoodlum now. <laughs> See? If your daddy would have done the work, you don't have to be worrying about me getting all over you and screaming all over this campus. See? They should have done the homework. It's pathetic. See, discipline, it says in Timothy 2, 1, 7, God has not given us the spirit of fear, or some of your Bible says timidity, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. Which one of us wouldn't want to have a sound mind? There's not a living soul. I bet you that. Role model. How many of you have role models? Who is your role model? Dennis Rodman used to be. Some of you look like him. <laughs> Amen. If Dennis Rodman is your role model, you're one pathetic loser. <laughs> Amen. 
Role modeling is something that you look up to somebody and say, I would strive to be, my role model is Jesus Christ. It's never been the church, it's never been the elders. No, no, it's been Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ. And if a brother or sister follows Jesus Christ and they are modeling Christ that I want to be looking up to that brother as a role model. How many of you have your parents as a role model? By God's grace. That's wonderful. That's a blessing that you have parents like that. You should get on your knees. Now, we're getting really into the meat of the stuff. Always do and walk the walk and do the talk. I remember, I'm going to share some things in my past life before as a believer. We would always get into, into uh, when I was in martial arts, again, some people that were six foot four, they were, I was about 175. I was ripped, great condition, and I would go in and, and go in with a purpose to win. I never went with a purpose, never lost. I've been disqualified for, for you know, just doing things, whatever. That's not the point. <laughs> anyway, anyway, what I was going to say is, uh, the, the, the thing is, you have to purpose in your heart. You have to have a, des a desire to do and follow through what, whatever your goal is. How many of you have short and long-term goals? Spiritual goals, earthly goals? Okay. Now, we're going to get to the real fun thing. Attitude is the only thing that you can control. What is your attitude? How many of you have lousy attitudes? Oliver, you don't have to go in parade now. Why do you have a bad attitude? Tell me. No, seriously, I'm serious. It depends on your mood. The, stay away from the boy then. His mood affects his attitude. Attitude is a way of life. See, attitude, I choose. I walk in, I used to walk in when I started, first I started my office. And I used to ask patients, how are you doing? And 15 minutes later, I get a headache from these people for asking. And I've learned never to ask them, how are you doing? I don't say, you're doing good. But, but that, I say, you're walking. Yeah, I'm walking. <laughs> better. It's getting better. Yes. <laughs> Caleb and Joshua, all the spies went in. They were telling the people they can't do anything because the, 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 the giants are in the land. And Caleb said, he says, we're well able because the Lord God of Israel told us, let's go and possess the land. 86 years old, he says, my strength is with me. He says, my vision is with me. He says, Caleb, do not deny me of the gift of the land of the Hittites. Give me this mountain. At age 86, he says, by the grace of God, this is my mountain in the Hittites. And Caleb says, God forbid it, I should stand for this kind of man. Caleb didn't want to fight with, with I mean, uh, Joshua didn't want to fight with Caleb because he wanted the land. How many of you want the promised land of Canaan to live abundant life and an excited life and a beautiful life right here and right now instead of trying to mimic the world? You're walking in mire, you're dressing like them, you're acting like them, you're just mimicking the MTV garbage that you people watch. You're doing everything wrong. And you think you're going to impress the women? They're laughing at you. You girls that are easy, as they say it in the world, a man likes an easy woman for one night or a few times. I'm sorry that your ears have been virgin and never heard that. It's about time for you people to hear the gospel truth and nothing but the truth. Who wants to marry a woman like that? Nobody. Nobody. Stop laughing over there, Mark. Do you want to be a Caleb? I'm asking you. 
Yep, it got loud. I say this in all sincerity because I care and love the young people. I could sit back and never say a word. I have enough people, and I'm involved politically in Arizona so much that if I never talk to any of you, I will never miss a word. It wouldn't matter to me, really. But I'm saying this in love. I want to see people, I want to see this denomination to prosper. I feel sorry for the girls. They're going to marry some people like you, the boys. That the boys have no sense of direction. They have no sense of leadership. All you want because your mama wiped your little nose. Your mama took care of you for all these years. And you think your wife is going to be in the same thing. Times are changing and you better strap your little boots and let God, may God help you and learn to be a man, a man of God, because they're not going to do that like mama did it. And I know I haven't been around my mama since I was 15 years old and I'm almost 50 years old today. I'm speaking from experience. Wake up. Arise unto righteousness. Stand up and be counted. What's wrong? I love short hair. I love to be different. I went through the whole line two days ago. Everybody was getting this kind of particular dish, turkey and potatoes. I said, just for the fun of it, I got fish that I didn't really care for and something so stupid looking. I said, I'm not going to be like everybody else. That's it. Listen, if you think you're beaten, you are. If you think you, you, you dare not, you don't. If you like to win, but think you can't, it's almost certain you won't. Life's battles don't always go to the stronger or to the faster man. But sooner or later, the man, the woman who wins is the man and the woman who thinks he can. Did you get that? Did you get that? Yeah. Who wins? The woman and the man that thinks they can. When odds, I can cer certainly share a lot of my life the past two years, I've been in business 20 years, and I had a humongous lawsuit against this huge giant of an insurance company called Cigna. They tried to destroy us spiritually, and they almost succeeded, but I never quit. My dreams are bigger. My desires are greater. My passion is even worse. You can say, I talk to my son, Alexander, he goes, the whole family is hurting. The whole family is, is just confused. You're the only one that never, I never see you down. Was I down? Yes, I was. But don't let him see you. You don't have to show it. Can you win? Of course, with the grace of God. Make sure your talk matches your walk. Don't say something, one thing, and do something else. Hypocrisy is very pathetic. Compromise destroys people. Compromise. You compromise on one point. You go on a date. You start it with a kiss. Then it's going to be petting. Then before you know it, the whole thing has happened. You wonder why you end up with sexually transmitted diseases. And I can tell you now, there are over 23,000 different strains of sexually transmitted diseases that have never been seen in the history of mankind. Strep Streptococcus aureus, it's a, it's a strep throat that people get. 
is now so potent that all the antibiotics that people have came out in the medical profession is not working. People are dying. Over 100 to 300,000 people are dying from uh, Staphylococcus infection in hospital settings. What am I telling you this? Don't play games. Your body, I beseech you brothers and sisters by the mercies of God that you present your body's living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto the Lord, which is your what? Your reasonable servants, but be not conformed to this world, but be what? Transformed. You're saying you're, you're legalist by telling us how to dress. No, no. Out of the abundance of your heart, the outwards appearance shows. When God cleans your heart, when God cleans your heart, not your repentance for 20 years, when God cleans your hearts, the outside will clean itself because you want to. You want to be a representative and ambassador of Jesus Christ, not a hoodlum to be affiliated and associated with all these people. They're, they're going in a handbasket, you know where. You don't like it. You might not like me. I'm not running for office, by the way. I could care less. <laughs> Wherever I go and whatever I do, I will practice right thinking and show others nothing but good and positive attitude. Let me give you some of the people that dreamed big. Ben and Jerry. How many know about Ben and Jerry ice cream? When they were in high school, they said we're going to make the best ice cream in the world. Ben and Jerry made a big ice cream uh, thing. Um, I can tell you about people, Christian people, that have succeeded tremendously. Colonel Sanders started Kentucky Fried Chicken at age 68. Colonel Sanders was a billionaire. Uh, I, we can take you to J.C. Penney, so on and so forth, believers. And the reason why I brought up the word mediocrity is you people like to go with the flow without ever hurting or affecting anybody else. You just like to be affected. I get so mad at my kids, you can ask them privately, of course. But Dad, you don't, you know, it's their lives. They're not hurting me. They're not bothering You know, you can't always, you're judging. I feel like slapping them outside the head. I said, judging, it's like you're letting a kid walk in front of a Mack truck and say, Oh, you don't want to hurt the feelings of the kid. He's just learning how to walk. It's good exercise. It's good practice. But yeah, you're going to look like a pancake. <laughs> Go on, moving along. Annie Sullivan. How many people know of uh, Ellen Keller? Blind deaf. Used tremendously. Johnny Tada. Nobody's heard of Johnny Tada. California. She broke her neck in a driving accident. She has a ministry of art and ministry for the Lord that's phenomenal. How many of you are dreamers? Dream without action. What does it amount to? Wishful thinking. Everybody, let me run this. this man, I'm, I'm almost done. Can you believe this? Assumption one. If you want to be a good leader, always assume that everyone, everybody needs to be valued is a human being. You have to respect that. Assumption number two, everyone needs encouragement. Oh, God knows how many, how many of you have friends that are Job's friends? They see something going on, they tell you what's the sin and what's, how wrong things you've done all your life. You don't need Job's friends. You need people to encourage you, pull you up. Assumption number three, everyone needs a role model. I hope and pray to God that your mommy and daddy are, are your role models. I hope I can be a role My biggest legacy is not to, live, uh, to leave uh, money and wealth to my kids. My biggest legacy is to say that one crazy dad we had, he died and lived by the principle and the word of God. If they can say that on my gravestone, that's all I care.
assumption number four, include people. People want to participate. The biggest mistake the church of the apostolic faith we are making is the ministers, the elders, and people here have excluded the participation of the people. I want to be the bridge. I want to be the gap. I want to be your big brother. I want my wife to be the big sister. If you have any kind of problems, you want a straight talk, straight shooter, you will hear it from a horse's mouth. Everybody, anyone that has lived or stayed in my house know me. I will never cut corners just to appease you or to make you a little bubbly because you feel good today. No, no. You want the truth? Call me. I'll give you the truth by God's grace. See, conflict. How many of you care enough for your peers and your, your family and your friends to conflict them, I mean, to confront these people and say, the way you're going, I'm really concerned. You're drinking, man. Drinking is no good. Or drugs, it, it's not good. The way you're going, it's not good. Do it in love. Speak the, the truth in love. Very important. It's got to be in love. Let me read you this little poem, and I'm going to leave two minutes for, for questions, because I know they kill me today with this, this timing. Always a good leader listens to people. Become one of them. Be, be with these people. Rub elbows out. I've said this thing for years. Love the people for who they are. Don't try to change them. Start with what they know. Don't cram the Bible from, from you know, Genesis to, to Jehu, the king of, you know, uh, the northern uh, territory. Build on what they have and of the best leaders. And when their job is through and their work is done, the people will say, we did it together. Even though as the head of my office, I always try to include the people, the teamwork of all the girls to make them feel like they did it, not I. And you want to have anything done, you want to succeed in anything in life, Zig Ziglar says, give the things that people want first and you will have riches, success, and so on and so forth. I'm sorry I had to rush to this, but they're killing me. So I'm going to leave about three to five minutes. If you're late for choir, God help you, big deal. <laughs> what, what, five minutes, I, I, want, I need five minutes. I can't do it in two minutes. Five minutes, anybody has any questions, but not, not some flippant and joking, because you know my, my, my patience about that. So anybody has any questions, feel free. Because I want to send you to choir then. Did you learn anything today? Has it helped you any? Nobody has any questions. Well, if you don't, if you have questions later, ask me. Let me close it with a word of prayer and we're, we're gone. Lord, again, we come before you. We are beggars. We have nothing to offer, Lord. I am the number one beggar. Thank you for the words, the wisdom you've given us, Lord. And we ask for your forgiveness where anything was not done in love and kindness. Just bless the, these young people. May they rise to be presidents and doctors and lawyers and leaders in the country, Lord, and people that empower that they can lead the nation for Jesus Christ and righteousness. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you for your time.